0: Surf's up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some Joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transform what he supposed up buddy the surf duke welcome to surf kings of gotham the only podcast that we're aware of which bask in the glow of a trust fund baby's violent nervous breakdown batman 1966 I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today we are watching episode 21, The Penguin Goes Straight, directed by Leslie H. Martinson and written by Lorenzo Simple Jr. and John Cardwell. This one originally aired March 23rd, 1966. And the several sentence-long Wikipedia summary says, The penguin apparently goes straight. Thwarting crimes across Gotham City and offering his services as a security expert. Batman doesn't believe it and sets out to prove the penguin guilty of a crime, but the dynamic duo end up framed for jewel theft. That's right. A man Batman's been battling in his war against crime decided to go straight, and Batman plain wasn't having that shit, so he decided to plant some coke on him to frame him. <laughs> uh this is one of my favorite episodes that we've seen so far really what was the standout part of it to you the whole episode the penguin is fantastic burgess meredith is amazing uh we'll go through it as we go through episode by episode i will tell you scene by scene what makes me love this so much but it is I mean it comes down to the interrogation scene of course that is the <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever seen I think on television <laughs> I I love it I can't even put into words why I love it so much If you're a new listener when I said what about it appeals to you so much and he said we'll go through it scene by scene that's the premise of the show Yeah that's I don't want to I mean. don't want to spoil it but the interrogation scene when we get there I tell you Yeah
1: One of the the best things, and
0: talk about them. It's amazing. So we open up at like midday in Gotham City when everyone who doesn't have a job is at the theater watching a play. Yeah, it's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, and they're having a matinee play at the theater, and all the rich people are there, but the Penguin is among them. So it's intermission, and the narrator lets us know, "Hey." better keep an eye on this like the most excitement might happen during this intermission here my uh favorite part of this and we won't see the payoff until later in this scene but penguin clearly came with this old lady who's his date but then he leaves with some other woman yeah yeah he's upgrading for sure yeah. <laughs> in front of her <laughs> <laughs> it's all happening there in the lobby in Gotham city today so the Penguin starts his new career here as a theater critic. So he's giving some, his thoughts on the play so far when... He's a theater critic? I thought he was just some sort of gas bag. Okay. I missed yeah, no, the part where he was a theater he's, critic. He's a, obviously a theater critic. You can tell by the gas baggery. Oh, okay. so they A criminal comes down the stairs with a mask on. I thought it was false face at first. I was wrong. I thought it was some sort of horrible cucumber man when he first appeared. (laughs) I was like, what kind of mask is that? And then they showed it better. And I was like, oh, it's like a witch mask. Okay. But I was like, oh God, it's the evil cucumber. Well, there's nothing wrong with the eye holes in this mask because he's an excellent shot. He takes this gun and just pow, pow, pow. And the chandelier falls right in the middle, scaring everyone. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, bra- I'm a robber. And the penguin's like, I, I don't like this at all. And, and the lady's like, stay away. Don't say anything. He might hear you. Yeah. The... So the penguin's like, I'll handle this and approaches the man with his like military grade weaponry. And he's <laughs> like, I'll fight him with this, with this umbrella. So everyone around was like, that old man's going to die today. Well, he didn't even put down his cigarette. He's still got his cigarette in his cigarette holder. And he doesn't even put it down. He's like waddles into, into action. First, the criminal is trying to steal this fancy jewel from a rich young lady. So he's like, hey, give me that pendant, you. And she's like, uh, all right. And then Penguin jumps into action. And the guy's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he starts shooting. And Penguin opens his umbrella, which stops the bullets. Yeah, it's a bulletproof umbrella the guy says jumping jeepers a bulletproof umbrella and then he starts running yeah and immediately runs away oh no a thing i better go now yeah like that's not a weapon He no. just stopped your bullets you can yeah. probably take the he, he's just a little old man but anyway he runs away penguin hooks him around the neck with the umbrella spins him around and we get a mini surf kings of gotham fight words recap at the two minute mark the penguin punches him We get a pow. This has been a mini Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Yeah, it was pretty badass. Like, I I can't imagine Batman having the, like, physical dexterity to pull that off. No, he would have thrown a bomb at him. Yeah, Batman would have just gone immediately (laughs) hurling explosives. (laughs) So, with the criminal subdued, Penguin picks up the pendant. And in a very charming display of penguinism, hands it back to the lady. Uh, That lady's name is Sophia Starr. She's a very rich young lady. So she gets her jewels back. I wrote down what a charming penguin here. I, I think it's important to note, so he's wheeling all the rich ladies and stuff. He's very, you know, trying to be smooth, but he's got, he's, Burgess Meredith is such a good actor. He's so awkward at being smooth you know like he's you can tell by his face like he's not into this at all right like he knows how he's a good enough actor where he knows how to act twice like he can act as the character and then have the character act on top of that yeah because Burgess Meredith I feel I've never met the man uh, and it's too late now of course and you won't yeah, I feel like he's, like, he'd be smooth with the ladies. Like, he's pretty cool. He feels like he'd be a charming guy in real life. Uh, he's a he's a worldly man. He's a great actor. And in this case, though, he's playing it as he's the awkward penguin that doesn't want anything to do with women. He's all about revenge on Batman and money. But he's playing it as he's acting as that It's Yeah, he's, like, double acting, and he's fantastic. It's like Inception, and your eyes will almost certainly cross. Classic penguin. So now we're in Commissioner Gordon's office, and Commissioner Gordon's first line here is a an epic reaction, and he's just like, "What?" He goes, "What?" It almost falls out of his damn chair. The penguin prevented a crime. That waddling pompous master of foul play, Sophia Star, ominous. Like he's just yeah. Yeah. And then he turns to Chief O'Hara and he's like, we've got some deadly profiling ahead of us today. Better call the vigilante that we trust all of our police work to (laughs) since no part of this is legal. Well, and I don't know where, like this show bounces around quite a bit, not just this episode, but the show itself between the progressive penology, giving criminals a chance, reforming them, corrections versus punishment kind of Aspect, and then so there's some episodes where they're that's what they're pushing for, and reforming criminals is where it's at, and progressive penology and whatever. And then there's other episodes like, uh, I hate the word parole, I can't believe they ever invented it. Uh there's no way this guy could have gone straight, it's gotta be a trap, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no I think that's Lorenzo simple. Like he's the he's the main story guy on the show, and whenever they do stuff like this, he's usually the main writer. I think he's aware of the fact that if you play Batman a certain way, he's very fascist. And if you play him another way, he's very, oh, he's a stand-up citizen and a good guy. Like, it's it depends on how you play it. And so he kind of does like a mad magazine where he's like, I'm just going to play both sides as the jokes occur. Yeah, I, I like that. Although you saying that reminds me of an idea I had for a TV show where this detective guy at the the joke at the end of every episode is he brings in the criminal and then like when you think there's going to be a freeze frame he says ain't gonna be no trial and does air quotes <laughs> and then whips out his gun to shoot the guy in the police headquarters and all the police tackled him and then all the other police were like that ha, 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 rascal every week i feel like some of this political stuff that's kind of looming in the episode it has a lot to do with what's going on in the 60s and, and everything else uh certainly not within the scope of two guys that don't like to do research but if you are interested in that sort of thing uh gotham city 14 miles is a wonderful book edited by uh jim beard and also partly written by it. it's like a collection of essays about written by smart people. we actually did some research yeah and then it's epi- essays a collection of essays about why the 1966 Batman TV series matters and why it's important. Uh, He's got a couple follow-up books where they kind of go into episodes as well. Uh, So check that out. If you're interested in the goings on behind the scenes, we're just going to talk about funny things we noticed. Yeah. It was, I started reading Gotham city 14 miles and it's pretty amazing. And I was like, this is not what I do, but it's excellent. Yeah. It's nice background and gives us some, you know areas to think about but I think if we want to get into that kind of stuff I think we'll have uh we'll have Mr. Jim Beard on the show one day yeah yeah we should get him on the show he has offered he's going to we're going to have him. this is breaking news folks unless we cut this part in editing yes Jim Beard will be a guest on this show I reached out to him after I started reading his book and he's happy to be a part of this guest of of Gotham (laughs) or house the luxurious Sheridan Hotel wait cut all this part yeah. now you can be on zoom like the rest of us yeah okay so back to back to gotham city uh they pick up the the bat phone it rings alfred is in the study polishing the polishing the bust that houses the secret access to the bat cave button but do you see how annoyed he looks when oh my that was fantastic like Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like He's he's just like, like, he's like, oh, for God's sake. (laughs) He's rolling his eyes. When he answers the phone, he's like, all right, commissioner, I'll fetch him for you. Like, he's not even like polite. He's just like, oh. He's like, all right, I'll get else ran a a stop sign. I guess they need bad men. (laughs) Alfred's like, I just wanted one day. Like, or he was mad. He was waiting for his own phone call. And then he's mad that it wasn't for him yeah. when the phone rang or he's something he's giving out the bat phone number to people <laughs> he's like just call me here i would like the phones in the main part of the house just call me here <laughs> just once i'd like the phone to be for me <laughs> and then when he goes down to tell bruce about the call he puts an equal amount of disdain into the whole thing like it's the most half-ass excuse he's thought of so far yeah i thought it was pretty good though they're practicing putting in the living room, Bruce and Dick. And Dick is Bruce, terrible at it, as he is at he's, everything. Well, he's, got t- he's got too much rage for golf. That's what I wrote down. Like he's like, not gentle. He yeah. wants to like, punch the ball into the hole. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna put this ball in the moon. And Bruce is like, How about you just knock it three feet, psycho? Yeah, he's definitely. If he was on the course, he's definitely the type to like hit a bad shot and break his club over somebody's head. He's happy to like, more flip the card over yeah no he's he's enraged for sure dick grayson is absolutely happy gilmore (laughs) that would actually be pretty good that would be amazing like if carl weathers was his other mentor that only he could see that would be fantastic (laughs) once again we write a better show than we're watching (laughs) but this again is a great episode so alfred comes in says sir there's a mr rhyme on the phone for you uh, Mr. K. Ryan? Bruce doesn't get it for a whole beat. Your investment broker, sir. Oh, of course, Mr. K. Ryan, uh, the investment advisor for the Wayne Foundation. Bruce no doubt like, he wants... Bruce is like, stop speaking in riddles, old man. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets it. And he's like, uh, of course, he's an investment advisor, probably wants to talk about some Wayne Foundation business. Dick, it's time you came with me to learn about the miracles of investing and compound yeah. interest, come with me. Implying so he might that he's us- going to give Dick some money, which would be stupid. Like, why on earth would you ever do that? It's Dick, it's time we taught you to invest the dimes you're stealing from Alfred. Let's go. <laughs> he, he may want us to go to the stock exchange. So There's almost they- no way this isn't going to end with you making $10 <laughs> off of hog futures and then dressing up like Billy Joel to go lord if- it over the teens at the malt shop. So again, I, I watched here, that. That also sounds great. Like, that, that's also, a, yeah. All of these Why did side they spin that off? for Dick Grayson sound just amazing. It's another spinoff after Undercover Butler runs its course. <laughs> so Harriet here is like, K Rhyme, what an unfortunate name for an investment, guys. That sounds like crime. Can you believe it? And I was like, oh, funny Harriet. There we go. Yeah, she's getting her stage time here. She's working on her stand-up routine. She's got it. While you were saying that, I thought of a title for Dick Grayson's spin-off show. <laughs> you know that show, Parker Lewis can't lose that, but Dick Grayson needs medication. <laughs> well, that was much better than listening to what I was saying. So that's good. I'm glad you went with glad that's where you went with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Dick Grayson needs medication. I would petition for six seasons and a movie. <laughs> uh, so they pick up the the bat phone it's the penguin the penguin robin immediately just fist punch he's ready his his rage is he's mad at barely hell barely bubbles i don't even service. know why <laughs> he says before they go down the, the bat poles he says luckily we just got the bulletproof windshield put in the batmobile is that foreshadowing uh, it no. has to be because there's never been a time we've seen where penguins open fire at their car yeah, and doesn't. I don't think it comes up again unless I missed it. Yeah, I don't think there's any shooting at the Batmobile. So uh, yeah, everybody thinks that any time you say something, it's Chekhov's gun. Sometimes no, it's just we needed a line there. And a line it was. They go to the bat poles at a different angle this time. Did you notice that? It's not the the traditional bat pole angle. It's kind of off to it the is. side. You don't you don't even get to see Dick's pole here. <laughs> yeah, it's you just see Bruce's. Bruce's big beefy one. <laughs> Settle down, Beavis. Okay, so <laughs> in Commissioner Gordon's office after the intro, they're discussing the Penguin. He hasn't even gotten a ticket for jaywalking, has he? Truly reformed? That could be progressive penology in action. Maybe Warden Crichton was right for once in his misbegotten oh. life. Oh snap! Sorry, no this isn't in commissioner gordon's office i'm just used to that always happening this episode ha- this episode has a lot of driving conversations yeah so they're hurling hurling down the road in the middle lane um like to hell with everyone else in the, in the middle of the street they can take a, they can take a side turn and <laughs> they're talking about this and how it's possible that penguin has gone straight and robin's like hell if i'll allow that Right. So they pick up the mobile bat phone. They're talking to Commissioner Gordon. They're like, have them give that crook a grilling because they caught the criminal from the playhouse, the robbery guy with the gun. And here we have... One of the greatest scenes ever filmed. This is the greatest scene I've ever seen. So it's an old-timey interrogation scene with the bright, hot, sweaty light above him. The criminal is sitting at the desk and Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara are standing behind him. So you can see their face in this bright light. And they're just scowling, and they're ready to give this guy a, a going over here. He's I like, was like, don't! when when Chief O'Hara raises his fist to backhand him, I was like, that's amazing. I did not know it was going to get so much better. Yeah. It's like, don't lie, you hoodlum. And Chief O'Hara is going to backhand the guy. He's like, hold it, Chief O'Hara. We need to follow the rules. And then he's like, besides, we have evidence. And the guy's like, What? have evidence because he's not talking he's not admitting he knows the penguin at all he's not he's not admitting he's part of this he's he's playing it tough and he says well well, what evidence and his evidence is why would the penguin be carrying a bulletproof umbrella to the theater Uh, which isn't isn't evidence evidence of anything it's not in no way shape (laughs) or form does i have anything at all to do with anything that could possibly be construed as evidence <laughs> so and the guy knows this he's a smart criminal he says uh, I don't know why do not I ask them I, he's I don't know one of those cool. out of town criminals who actually yeah. understands what the law is as opposed <laughs> to the Gotham City approach of we watched five minutes of Perry Mason and heard some words and he says Gordon says a hard baked cookie this one I, yeah. He didn't fall for your clever ruse about what evidence is. They're whispering about him. They're standing six inches above his head. Uh, they're whispering about the guy that they're going to talk to, uh, which and, is again amazing. But oh, it's, it's still so going to get so much better. I think we we're going to put this on. I'm going to get this cut out, and I'm going to put this scene on our YouTube channel somehow because this is seriously one of the best things that's ever been put on film. <laughs> and he says okay they're whispering about him so they're g- they go turn off the lights and the guy's like what what's going on huh and they're like scared of the dark are you and then there's a shadow on the wall of batman and robin having a fucking seizure they're like flailing around like they're i don't even know what to- they're just flailing like- around like adam west is just moving his arms around and holding his cape up <laughs> it's it reminds me the flailing is so spastic it reminds me of the scene in old school where will ferrell is they're doing the olympics or whatever to keep their fraternity and will ferrell is doing gymnastics and he's got the ribbon and he's like prancing around flipping the ribbon around and he's competing in gymnastics it's very and will ferrell like it's so spazzy and weird <laughs> and the criminal is like ah bat and he runs into the he gets up and runs himself into the wall, and knocks himself unconscious. Yeah, And then Robin comes out, and like, Robin's spilling his cape, too. No one's impressed <laughs> with you. It's so stupid. And he says, holy knockout drops. And then Batman says, that miserable weakling. <laughs> Fucking so stupid. And like, I was <laughs> like, did any of you think this would accomplish anything? What was the goal here? Oh, I just, oh yeah, I would definitely, I'm going to put that, that's got to go on our YouTube channel. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. It was one of the best sequences in the show to this point. Like, (sighs) it was like the Dark Knight scene where Batman goes to interrogate the Joker, but instead of being like, oh man, Batman, Batman's really a badass. Like, instead of that, it was like, Batman probably shouldn't be doing this. Like, they should probably just, (laughs) like, like, fire the entire police and force batman to stop and just have some adults come in for a while just turn the city over to the penguin it can't be worse than this my god so they they get word that the tail on the penguin has turned up that he's gone to the millionaires club which is a thing in gotham city there's a club called the millionaires club Of course there is. So Batman has Chief O'Hara, call the parking lot, have them make room for the Batmobile or something. Yeah, have them make room for the Batmobile at the Millionaire's Club. And Batman's like, make sure and mention to them that we're not, we're not Black or Jewish. (laughs) Yeah. So we go to the Gotham City Millionaire's Club and there's a weird steam room kidnapping attempt by goons but it's not, again, goons that are going to have plausible deniability that they don't work for the penguin because they're wearing their their traditional penguin goon garb with their bird-related names printed on the front. Thanks, Wayne Enterprises. Eagle Eye and Dove. I like, too, when it cut to the steam room, Penguin's wearing, like, scuba diving flippers and just dancing around, and he reminded me of Mr. Magoo. He's like, oh, uh, come on, then, have at me, and, like, Was was he going for Mr. Magoo? Because this is a pretty good Mr. Magoo impression. It it was good. And so the goons are trying to kidnap some young millionaire. Uh, We know he's a millionaire on account of him being at the Millionaire's Club. Their plan is to just turn up the steam. And then in the steam, just walk out with this guy, I guess. Yeah. But the penguin spritzes his umbrella, which immediately makes the steam go away. And then he... Scares away the kidnappers. Yeah, I don't know how, how how um liberally I'm using this word, but they had a celebrity goon here, Harvey Limbeck, who uh, was from the Phil Silver Show. And he was also in a lot of American International Beach Party movies as Eric Von Zipper. Wow. That's Again, exciting. don't know how, how how liberally I'm using the word celebrity <laughs> there, but I chose that word and I'm sticking with it. If he's been in a beach party movie, he's always going to be a celebrity to me. Yeah. It's the finest film genre of all time. So we get Batman and Robin burst into the steam room and they're like, stay away, Penguin. You can't kidnap that guy. Robin is back to rage mode. He's like, I'll hit you with a batarang. Yeah. He already has it out. He's like, I'll bring you good. I'll make you think going straight and also think because you can't think anymore. That's right. So then the young millionaire steps up and he's like, No, no, the penguin stopped me from getting kidnapped. He made the steam go away. How'd you do that? Why? With a dry ice umbrella, of course. And they're like, Wait a minute. Why do you have a dry ice umbrella? That's a strange thing to be carrying. And then he says, Well, because I hate the heat this time of year. I'm a penguin, I'm an Arctic bird. I like to be cold, so I spritz myself with dry ice once in a while to cool myself off. Yeah. Now, right. So basically, the conversation so, goes, why do you have a dry ice umbrella? And Penguin says, because I'm a delusional crackpot. <laughs> basically. Now, the nice thing, like, in a prime piece of detective work here, they say, wait a minute. If you hate the heat, why the hell are you in a steam room? That makes no sense. Wearing gloves. But that's a, yeah, okay, well, that, that, this could be, and flippers for some reason. Yeah. And instead of answering this or coming up with an excuse or admitting something, he just says, hey, is that an ethical question among crime-fighting colleagues? And that just stumps them. They're just like, oh, uh, well, that, Robinson mm. Robin's and then, like, okay. ethics? What does that mean? Is it some sort of bird pun? Yeah. Super confused, but it totally stumps them. He pulls a crumpled business card out of his <laughs> the crumpled business card, is my favorite part. Out of his out of his glove. He pulls out a crumpled business card. He's like, here, take my shitty card. I only have three left. Yeah. He says, Holy leopard, what a change of spots. So they determine he's this is where Penguin announces he's off to visit uh, what's her name? Star. Yeah, the lady that... So, the Sophia Star. The Theater. Yes, he's going to go visit Sophia Starr. They have some things to discuss. She's going to entrust him with the protection of her very expensive jewels. Which I took the to and- code for. She's going to sh- get naked and I'm going to be awkward about it and it's going to be weird. Could very well be. That's that's kind of his M.O. in this scene for sure. Yeah. Batman and Robin are like, I think he's going to steal those jewels. Let's set a trap. We'll make copies of them as they're driving. So they're driving back to the Batcave, I imagine. And they're just like, how are we gonna do it? How can we make copies of something we've never even seen? Oh, that is a problem. And I wrote, yes, in capital letters with lots of exclamation points. Cause here we go. Alfred is going to be our secret undercover agent. Undercover! Yeah, that would be a good place to put your theme been in every episode i know you don't listen to them but it's been in every episode since we came up with i tried to listen totally to them it's just so cringy that i couldn't get to it i was like oh but i'm working on it because i know the only way to improve is to listen to what you've done okay, well, i'll probably cut this part out where we talk about it oh you can leave it on we'll see whatever you choose i'll never know okay so this is my second favorite uh, this is probably my second favorite part this is a tough call this is like 1A and 1B with the interrogation scene for me. Uh, the interrogation scene is so amazing. But as you know, I have a history with undercover Butler. And that's pretty tough to, to get past. So I love this. Alfred is undercover as an agent for Floyd's of Dublin Insurance Company. Lloyd's of London. Oh, funny. Yeah. So Who on earth would choose to... an Irish company to insure their jewels? <laughs> We're not doing that. Get me Lloyds of London. I think it's wonderful. So he's taking pictures of the jewels, which is part of his his plan here. But Desmond Doomsday comes in with the assist here. He's saving us. He's reminding Alfred through narration that he, there's more to his plan than this. Bruce also wanted to, or Batman also wanted him to replace the Penguin's cigarette holder with another one that has a radio transmitter in it. Yeah, which is basically the same. the same level of ineptitude of, of the first time Penguin appeared when Bruce went to his umbrella factory to try to plant a bug in a lamp. Yeah, you think he would have learned his lesson when he know, has Alfred doing it this time? And Alfred is significantly a lot of shots better. Shots to the head. I don't think he can learn anymore. That's true. But I love this. Alfred is well. First of all, thankfully, Alfred can hear the narrator. Yeah. So he knows, he remembers what he's supposed to do. So he's trying to leave and trips and drops his camera bag and it explodes and there's smoke coming out of it. And he's like, oh golly, this is my diversion. But he doesn't say this is my diversion. That's his diversion. He says, oh, the anti-theft system in my camera bag must have gone off. And Penguin's like, I'll help it. So that distracts him. He goes over with his umbrella to use his... High powered demagnetizer coil. Yeah, I thought his he was with an umbrella and saying he fixed it. Yeah, with a high powered demagnetizer coil. coil. Uh, Alfred uses this time to sneak over and replace the cigarette holder with his other one, but that causes the secret radio detector umbrella handle to go crazy. And Penguin's like, wow, someone's trying to bug us. And he's like, goes around figuring it out. He's like, Alfred plays it. That s- damn Bruce Wayne yeah he does isn't even he's just like going around the room eventually he gets to his cigarette holder alfred plays it so cool he just like walks back over to his stuff he's just hanging out he's like again the coolest man in the show history of this show he's like it's so well cool. i can see you're some sort of off-putting bird man i'm gonna go now yeah so penguin discovers it's in the cigarette holder and he's like ah. I see. Uh, bleh, and he breaks it. And he's like, and then the radio transmitter stops going off. And he's like, it's you. Tell me about yourself. I want to know what's going on. Nah. And he's like being violent. And Alfred's just, again, playing it super cool. Nah. And he pulls the rug out from under him and Penguin falls down. And yeah. then he's like, good day, miss. And yeah. then he walks out. Totally Alfred cool. Alfred pulls the damn rug off from under him and Penguin collapses straight to the ground in a prone position. And Alfred's like, Well, goodbye. (laughs) Good day, miss. It was amazing. Oh, I love it. I I like how Kingman's hair is like, I don't know what's going on with his hair. It's like he didn't wash or comb it after he went to the steam room. It's just (laughs) this giant fro under his hat. So back in the Batcave, Alfred's being a little hard on himself here. He feels like he's really ruined everything, but... He's like, I did a better job than Master Dick would have done, granted, but. Yeah, he, I feel bad that he's so hard on himself because he didn't do anything wrong. It's not his fault. I mean, Batman should have known, based on his last encounter with the 10,000 degree forging oven, that he's got anti bugging technology. Yeah. And probably because of Batman. Likely. I mean, this would have been a better time to use the car exhaust. Tracking system, like whatever. They should have the been like, the don't feel bad, Alfred. You're still better at our jobs than we are. Yeah, he did get the pictures of the jewels. That was the whole point. They sprung this whole thing on us about the cigarette holder with the narrator. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember even mentioning that. No, it wasn't part of the plan. They just threw that in after, probably to mess with Alfred. Yeah, it's an, an anti it conspiracy. Yeah, because they're jealous. We had to do something to undercut Alfred, or else people will start being like, "Why is Batman the star of this show?" Exactly. We okay, so they're off scene. Yes, they're driving, and then we get a wall climbing scene where they always give us a nice life lesson. After Batman For- like makes fun of Robin again, <laughs> Robin's yeah. like, boy, it's climbing up this wall sure is hard," and Batman's like, "Are the soles of your shoes slippery, Chum?" No. It's like no, weird. but I. But Robin is right here. He's like, I can't help but think, are we stealing these jewels? Does stealing these jewels and replacing them with fakes make us a criminal? Uh, Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, Yes, that's theft. And Batman's like, I am the law. Just do what I say. Yeah. And Robin's like, yeah. Why do we have to take that chance? And he's like, yeah, we do. Robin's right. I don't like this at all. So they break in. They're going to break into the safe. But the lights come on. It would have so been amazing really, if Robin was like, why do we have to take this chance? And then Batman was like, What else were you gonna do? Have a date with a human girl? <laughs> and then he could have chuckled. <laughs> well, he should have done something, but again, they're right. Why do this? If why do they have to protect this girl's jewels? Bat- that doesn't Batman, even make any sense. Batman's scale rating isn't looking good. No, she didn't even ask you to, you dick. You're just <laughs> jumping your way in here to yeah. I I now I'm mad. This is still I, a mad vigilante, so have decided to involve myself. Yeah. I don't want you to get stolen from, so I'm going to steal your stuff so that it can't be stolen. Ugh, dumb. But anyway, before they can break into the safe, the lights come on. Holy Bat Trap! Penguin and his goons are there. Let's fight our way out of this. Yeah, Batman says let's fight our way out of this. That's amazing. Which is great. And it's also an excellent setup for... The Surf Kings of Gotham, fight words recap. Them's fighting words! In this fight, we have Awk, Zwap, Zgrup, that's right, Zgrup, Kapow, Pow, Powie, we got a discount on the Pow letters for this one, apparently, Crunch, and finally, Both. This has been the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Yeah, I love how Batman like is caught stealing, and then his response is, let's fight our way out of it. This is probably the episode where Robin and Alfred should cut ties. Yeah. So that's it. They do make their escape. Penguin says, you call the police. I'm calling the newspaper. And then Commissioner, Go- that, this is the world's fastest printing of a newspaper, by the way. It was late because, edition. I guess. Immediately before, like, in the span of a phone call, we cut to Commissioner Gordon reading the newspaper, and it says, Crime Fighter Penguin foils dynamic duo jewel heist. I bet the first story was, like, moments ago. <laughs> Gordon is pissed here. He's just like, this newspaper should fit Batman's good. Why are they printing this foolishness? And chief o'hara is the voice of reason for once and is like "Eh, can't really blame the paper i mean batman broke into a lady's department and tried to steal her stuff like, yeah like chief a- o'hara and o- and robin are making some points in this episode you expect o'hara to be like want me to go down there and suppress them commissioner yeah so again complete complete 180 here a turn in the opposite direction we have chief o'hara and robin being the smart ones so penguin calls into the commissioner's office, so Eating a little jar conversation. Of mush. A big jar of sardines that isn't sardines, I don't it's, think, but whatever. It's not remotely sardines. It's like, labeled sardines, so I choose to believe it's sardines. I uh, I wasn't watching when he first called in; like I wasn't actually looking at the screen. So when it cut to penguin shoving spoonfuls of it in his mouth while he's talking to Commissioner Gordon and making like a sound while he does it. I was like, What the hell is he eating? Is that a jar of mush? Like, what's going on? but then i re- I rewound it back a little bit. and if you if you freeze frame it, when it cuts to it, it says, Imported sardines very special. <laughs> I missed the very special, but that's funny. It's not sardines. what makes what makes it so special? That's not remotely how sardines were. That's just some noodles that Burgess Meredith was good enough to eat for you. Maybe that's what's special about them. And I'm, I'm sure being a professional, he ate it without complaining. Unlike that one episode where they asked Julie Newmar to gulp like an entire an entire bottle of catsup and she got all bitchy about it. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Penguin is a true professional. But he's taunting Commissioner Gordon and letting them know, hey, you're invited to my party. It's a benefit for my company, for the PPA, the Penguin Protection Agency, uh, we've rented out an island or something, Coney Island or the Gotham theme park. I don't know what he's... He rented something out. There's going to be a big party and you're invited. And Gordon I have is two just... cards printed, but just six of them. Yeah, G- Gordon is so mad. He's just... Uh, and he yells and he's just like, you abominable avian. And Chief O'Hara is behind him nodding like, well played. That was a good... this was a good insult. You really got him there. It was... He didn't. But... It, Gordon's got his back or O'Hara's got his back so that's cool yeah like you didn't it wasn't quite an equal response because you didn't immediately break out a can of beans and also start going (laughs) while you were talking to England which would have made it a fair competition that's true and again Batman and Robin are in the car talking about stuff there is so much driving dialogue in this episode yeah, I like the uh, I like the driving scenes though, especially the the backlit night scenes where they're clearly, it's yeah. clearly not nighttime. They're just running a video of a nighttime street behind them. But I like yeah. the look of it. No, that's cool. I like it. And they're discussing again, what what if the penguin really turned good? What are we maybe are are we the bad guys? Who yeah. are we gonna beat up then? Yeah, but they're right. The penguin really hasn't done anything wrong except stay. I mean, staging crimes. We're aware he staged the crimes but whatever i guess so they cut to this carnival that's like a giant like city block sized carnival and batman and robin are just sort of wandering around when an anvil falls on them and robin goes down immediately but then batman kind of falls to his knees with his eyes still open and i was like oh god more brain damage looking forward next episode with more harebrained schemes it was a cement-filled umbrella. It wasn't a. It wasn't an anvil. But oh, okay, I missed that. It, it had the same effect. Yes, it's a cement-filled umbrella, which was the most effective weapon we've ever seen in Gotham City. Yeah, I love how Batman goes down with his eyes open. And I, I part of me wonders if maybe that's because he's got some padding under his cowl and he's got his like head protected. And Robin is like so I'd... at this point. Robin, you don't need a helmet. You just wear these. Uh, just wear this little mask. Yeah. I'll protect my head since I do most of the crime fighting. But Batman, you can't solve even the most basic riddle. To repeat, I'll protect my head. <laughs> so, the goons tie up Batman and Robin behind the shooting gallery. And this is a clever scheme here. Around the other side of the shooting gallery, they're going to replace the um, the umbrella pop guns with real umbrella guns. Yeah, so then, uh, we have to get our Grizzly attempted murder in for the episode (laughs) and it's definitely a doozy and that's what it is too so they're tied up they have in front of the shooting gallery with the now real guns we have commissioner gordon and chief o'hara there and the penguin is like go on shoot it bet you can't hit the red balloon use the shooting gallery come on i dare you i'll give you a thousand dollars to the police beneficiary fund yeah Yes, I I'm like how, how Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara went from, damn you and your claims of going straight to, okay, sure, let's play yeah. a game. It's a that bet. sounds like fun. Thanks for inviting us to this really fun party, Mr. Penguin. Thank you for buying me this cotton candy, Mr. Penguin. <laughs> I'm sorry I called you a, an abominable avian. Uh, <laughs> cotton candy makes it all better. Yes. So it cuts to the back of the shooting gallery, And Batman and Robin are like tied up with their arms strung up where they're exactly behind the targets. And then we have our cliffhanger. Batman and Robin, a swinging pair of dead ducks. What on earth can save them? Don't shoot, Commissioner. Don't shoot. It's funny that it says don't shoot, Commissioner. He's the one that's lined up to shoot Batman, I think. So they're telling O'Hara to go ahead. Like, they're just giving them permission to kill Robin. Just don't put a lot of effort into it, O'Hara. <laughs> Good grief. Good night. Double funeral tomorrow? Same bad time. Same bat channel. Can you see any way out? No, because I would think rationally and not in Batman logic... So, no, I can't see a way out. But I'm sure there is one. Yeah. And we're going to find out tomorrow night. Same bat time, same bat channel. But you'll find out not tomorrow night, but later when the next episode of Surf Kings of Gotham drops. For you see, we've reached the end of this episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. Brady, tell them about our socials. Well, as always... You can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We have an often not used Twitter at Our Show on Shows, same as our Instagram at Our Show on Shows. Uh, Make sure you leave a comment or a review for this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, if that's a thing that you can do. As long as it's a nice review. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. We also have a website now at OurShowOnShows.com. What do we post there, Kyle? There you can read write-ups and commentary on shows or just scenes from shows that we're not doing involved podcasts about. But if you like the podcast experience, you can absolutely read it out loud wherever you may be. In a restaurant, in a coffee shop, at a shoe store, at a funeral, wherever strikes your fancy. Well, I guess that does it for this episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. That's episode 21, The Penguin Goes Straight. I thought it was going to be that you found out he was into dudes and but now he's decided you know what I'm going to try women for a while which kind of is kind of what happens that is kind of what happens yeah yeah so it makes sense on two levels well bye everybody bye Dr Nick Sir King of Gotham.